love you and we are so grateful to you uh, for all the incredible ways you bless and provide for and, and maintain and take care of us. Now, Lord, we ask you to encourage us and instruct us through your word. You're our brother, your servant, that pastor now in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. How are you all? You guys have a good Thanksgiving? We did too. Thanksgiving is actually my most favorite holiday. Um, it's and it's not just just because we get to eat, um, but it is it is one of the times of the year where I know for sure all of our family will be together, and um, you know that doesn't get to happen as often as we'd like. And so we had a great time down in Charleston. It was like eighty some odd degrees. We were in shorts and t-shirts and sweating and that kind of stuff. All the family gathered around, and then, you know, once Thanksgiving hits, it's then Christmas, right? You just hop right in. So by the end of the um, afternoon, my family was, uh, well, not my family, a couple of people who go unmentioned um, were sitting around the piano singing a few songs, traditional Christmas carols, you know, like Jingle Bells and Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I have one relative that has the, all of the verses memorized, so I'm not sure what that says. And then we took our, you know, one of our annual, I guess, soon-to-be annual Christmas pictures, Thanksgiving Christmas pictures. Yes, Elf, right? Isn't that what you guys, how you guys start celebrating Christmas is with Elf? No? Okay. Pastor's kids got it right. Got it right. Okay, we can take that off. I'm sorry. Um, I hope that you had a good time. I hope that you got to spend some time with some people and in the midst of all the kind of craziness that, that you got to have some fellowship and got to um, be thankful and remember you know, the things that God has done in your life and, and um, you know, the things that God is doing in your life. I was actually going to um, talk about that this morning, but really felt like because we didn't have our Thanksgiving service, it would be a great time to talk about, you know, just being thankful and what that means. But as I was preparing, I really felt like um, God had another word for, for you and, um, you know, kind of for me. Um, so we're going to look at Second Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is Paul. He is writing to... Yes, good job, guys. Good job. Hank, it's good to see you guys again. The Corcorans are back for, for the weekend. Um, I'm glad everybody, Timothy, we're in 2 Timothy. Paul's writing to Timothy. And he starts this way. We're going to read just the first um, seven verses. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, see, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to stop here just for a second. And this is maybe my most favorite thing about Paul. And one of my um, most favorite characteristics about Paul is that no matter what he's going through, no matter what is going on, these are, are some of the words that he always speaks consistently. Um, he almost opens up almost every single letter with grace and peace. Here he says, grace, mercy, and peace be with you. You know, Paul really understood what it meant to live in the grace of God, to live in the mercy of God, and to live in the peace of God because he, he dwelled with God, he was with God, he pursued God, he was in the word. And so peace for him was about trusting in the Lord, not the circumstances that surrounded. Not the things that were going on in his life or the things that were going on in Timothy's life, but he believed and he spoke peace into every situation. So he opened up every letter that said peace to you. This morning, I just want to take a moment and just speak peace to you, you know. Peace is not the void of, of craziness. Peace is not the void of harsh times. Peace is not the void of persecution. Peace is not void of anything and everything. Peace is 
about the relationship between God and man, and trusting in him, and knowing that he's in control, knowing that no matter what goes on, he is watching over you, he is taking care of you, he is, 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 is meeting every single need. And so this morning before we go, I just want to take a second and say, you, in the midst of all this that's going on, in the midst of everything that might be going on in your life, these things, I, I hope that what Norman shared with you brought peace to your life. Not just built your faith, but well, I guess building your faith also brings in that peace of knowing that even through the most trying circumstances that I may not be in, he is faithful and he is blessing and he is always there. So peace to you, peace to you. It says, I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience. We're going to come back to that. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Amen. We can let that guy read it. He's got a cool voice. Um, we do that often. We let the we let the Bible app read read our verses to him because he's he's a very he's got that really nice cool voice makes all the scripture seem even more important. This morning I, I want to talk to us just briefly about the gift that resides in us. It's also one of Paul's main things over and over again that he talks about the gifts God has given him. He's, he says it here to Timothy. He actually said it in the first letter to Timothy. Just on, on, in my Bible, it's it's literally on the other page. It's in verse in. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, he says, don't neglect the gift which is given you through the prophetic message of the body of elders that have been given to you. You know, he's the one who wrote about it in, chap- in Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He talks often about the gifts that God has given you. But here he's saying that you must fan into flame, that you, you must not forget to fan it into flame. And I had this picture of, of just this fire burning, you know, as, as we fan something in flame. But those fires usually start with an ember. I've been watching a lot of Mountain Man. You guys ever watch Mountain Man on Netflix? My own one or Hulu or wherever you might. Prime. I'm watching it on Prime. That's what I'm watching it on. Yeah, it's right by us. It's right by us. And they're often starting fires. Mountain Men is about people who are living off the land, and they're out in the wilderness, and they're just kind of weird, and they're living in places where it's just snowing all the time in Alaska, and I don't know why you want to do that, but these guys do it. And what they do is they start a fire, and it's got this little ember, and then they literally begin to fan it. They literally begin to, to push air over it. They blow on it. They have, you know, maybe a piece of paper or a cardboard or whatever it might be, and they begin to fan it, and it begins to look. And I just had this picture that in our hearts, in, in, inside of who we are, God has placed this gift inside of me and, and inside of you. And he's saying, don't forget to fan it. I think often we forget to fan it. And, and we have this gift and we know we have this gift and it just kind of keeps us in. But when we begin to fan that flame, it begins to impact other people. Or if you're sitting around a fire and there's a few embers, you can get close enough and, and it can warm you up. But if that fire gets bigger... It begins to impact more and more people. You can have more people sit around the fire and stay warm or, or see more or whatever it might be. And that's what happens when we begin to fan our gift. When we begin to not neglect it, when we begin to use it, when we begin to, to take it out in the world, it begins to impact more people. And I felt this morning that God is saying, now is the time to begin to fan it, to begin to step out, to begin to use it, to begin to not neglect it. Because our world needs us 
to step into it. You know, in, in both Romans and, and, and Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Paul talks about these gifts. And if you want to take a look, you can. In Romans 12, he begins to talk about um, the gifts and that we should use them according to our grace. And if you have this gift, you use it. Actually says, let them use it. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says we're one body and many parts. And one part can't look at the other part and say, I don't need you. We need each other's gifts. And not just we in the church, but those who are around us. Paul commands us, he calls us, he urges us to step into our gifts. To step and use our gifts, not neglect them, to fan into flame so that we begin to impact those around us. Somebody around you needs your gift of hospitality, your, your gift of administration, your gift of prophecy, your gift uh, or whatever it might be. Somebody around you needs you to step into that gift. It's very interesting here in Timothy, right after he begins to remind us and, 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 and tell us that we need to fan into flame, he begins the next sentence, for God did not give us a spirit of fear. It's interesting, we use this verse a lot in our house for our kids. That's what our kids hear when we're afraid of, you know, whether it's dreams or things they see or, or, or you know, whatever it might be. And that verse can relate to those things because it is true. No matter where you apply it, it is true. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but, but of love, power, and a sound mind. But here, he's saying it right after, right after he says to fan into flame, fan your gifts. You know, often when we begin to step out in our gifts, there is a fear that comes with it, doesn't it? And then really that fear is what's going to happen. Some of it's a fear of man, what are people are going to think of me. Some of it is a fear of, is, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Some of it is, is a fear of, is God going to come through? And Paul actually speaks a little bit to it in, this, in, in verse 3 in this passage. And, and honestly, as I was preparing this message, I didn't even notice this verse. It's the very first time I really noticed this verse. It says, verse 3, I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a fear and trembling. Interesting. Have you ever noticed that? I've never, the Bible says, never noticed that, with a fear and trembling. And what it tells me is that Paul and his forefathers weren't worried about what other people thought. They served God with their gift boldly with a fear they, they weren't dwelling on what are, are people thinking, what are people going to say, what are people going to write about me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What is going to happen if I begin to do this? this Paul says, I, I serve God with a fear of trembling because the one thing he was worried about is, am I pleasing and trusting God? Am I walking in the things that God has for me? And he speaks to it right away. He says, fan your, your gift in, into flame and have no fear because that's not from God. See, God didn't give you that fear. God gave you what? love and a sound mind. He says that we need to walk in the power of who God is. This this week's um, readings, one of this week's readings is out of 1 Corinthians 1, 4, 9. It says, I always thank God, this is Paul again, um, just always thank God for other people. It says, because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus, for in him you have been enriched in every way. In him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech, with all kinds of knowledge. God thus conforming our testimony, confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Paul is, is reminding us we lack nothing. 
And if we lack nothing in Christ, then we should not be afraid to step out because we're walking in the power of who Christ is. Not the power of who I am and, and the power of what I can do, but the power of Christ in me. And Christ in me, that it says, and he will also keep you firm until the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. We can walk without fear and walk in power if we remember that God is faithful. Really, that's the power of a sound mind and self-discipline. We, we know and we understand who God is. We know and we understand and we rely on God being faithful so that when we step out in our gifts, when we begin to do the things he's called us to do, that he will be faithful, that we will lack nothing, that he will always meet us wherever we step out. When we hold on to our gifts, we're relying on ourselves. When we begin to step out, we begin to rely on God. And we leave all the outcomes up to him. That's what our, our charge is, is that we step out in our gifts, we step out in faith, and we leave the results to him. It's interesting here, he also talks about love. That God has given us the spirit of love. You know, in, the, in, in both Romans 12 and, and 1 Corinthians 12, when he talks about the gifts, the next thing he talks about is both of those things are love. Check it out. I'm not lying. You can check that out later. He talks about the gifts and using them and the importance of it and the power of it and what God does in it. And immediately after, he begins to tell us what love is. You know, this, this is extremely important. When we walk in the power of our gifts, that, that this is the place where we also walk in love. That we look upon the people that are next to us with love and compassion and grace and mercy. Not just, I want to be right, and I want to tell you that I'm right, and I want to tell you where you're wrong. But that I walk in the power of my gifts in love. Paul lays it out in both places, looking to love and that's his encouragement here is don't be afraid, walk in power and walk in love. And our world desperately needs us to do this. Our families desperately need us to do this. Our kids, our neighbors, everybody, we are being relied on to do this each and every day of our lives. When we begin to talk about the sound mind and self-discipline, it just kept rolling over and over my head as I, as I just said it is that when we do this, we walk out in the power that we have to remember that we're walking out in the power that God has inside of us, that, that God is moving in us, that God is going to meet us. This isn't our own, own deal. This isn't our own strength. This isn't something we have to make happen, and that God will meet us every time. You know, the power of a sound mind says this, that God is always moving, that God always provides, God always saves, God always loves, and God is always near. For me, when I think about the power of a sound mind and even self-discipline, it's the discipline to remind myself this is who God is. And so that if I'm willing to step out, this is what he does, that he always moves, he always provides, he always saves, he always loves, and he always is faithful. I want to challenge us this morning that it is time, and we've been talking about it here and there in the last number of weeks, that this is not a time to sit this isn't even a time, in my opinion, to wait. I think this is the time for us to step into our gifts, to step into to, to the things God's called us to do. And, and it can be a fearful thing because often when you begin to step into your gifts, God moves you into places that you haven't been before. 
You know, he begins to, to walk you into the waters of the Jordan. Yeah. He begins to take you into to cities or places or work environments that you've never been before, never had the opportunity, and you don't know what to do. And I'm here to say what God is saying is you have everything you need to just step out and put it into work. And let it begin to impact. Let it begin to grow. Let it begin to reach those around you. Don't be afraid if it takes you into a place that you've never been. Don't be afraid if it moves you from, from where you are to another place. It is time. Our people and this body need us to do that. Our city needs us to do that. Our country needs us. Our world needs us to be who God has called us to be. And that is people of faith. That is people who walk in the gifting. That is people who step out. And so I just want to encourage you this morning. In the midst of everything that's going on, God is calling you to move. God is calling you to stand that stand, to let it be seen, to let it grow, to let it impact the community. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you have placed gifts inside each and every one of us here. Lord, that you have put everything inside of us that we need. Lord, and I pray that we would rely on you, that we would step boldly into the things you have for us, that we would fan our flame, that we would not neglect the gift, that we would use it according to the grace you have given us. Lord, that we would walk in power, we would walk in love, we'd walk in a sound mind knowing that you move, Lord, that you want to move in us and through us, that you want to move in us and through us to our neighbors and our coworkers. Lord, that you want to move in this world to build your kingdom so that people may have everlasting life. Lord, I pray for boldness. I pray for encouragement. Lord, I pray for steadfastness, Lord, that we would stand. In Jesus' name, amen.